A very good morning to Dr. Timothy White. Uh, thanks for joining us. Good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, look, uh, uh, Tim, you've been uh, associated with uh, this Kapani Cup for a, a little while, but before we get into that, can you just take us back uh, to a little bit of your earlier life and some of the things you were doing before you got involved in this, because it's a far cry from the work you were doing. Oh, God, where do, where, where, where do I start? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was... Uh, uh, I, I guess I'm a psychologist, and prior to that, I was a soldier. So, uh, um, you know, worked all around the countryside and uh, all sorts of different projects. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, yeah have a bit of a weird background in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but uh, it's all led you to this point. That's the point I was trying to get to. I mean, some of the things that have happened uh, previous, uh, you know, in, in your life along the way have led you to a very, you know, special part of your life where you're now involved in the Kapani Warrior Cup. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I guess if you go back 25-odd years, uh, there was a deployment, Australian Army deployment to Somalia. Very few people know about it. There was 900 of us. Uh, 909 of us that were sent to, to North northeast Africa during the war back then. Um, we came back from that war, and, and as veterans do, they uh, experienced uh, some difficulties with returning back to civilian life uh, you know, as a result of their experience overseas. Uh, the Somalia guys all broke up and, and disappeared, and, and uh, lots of problems started to develop. Alcoholism, uh, violence, uh, incarceration, uh, suicide. Uh, we had a lot of problems in our in, in our uh, in our clan, you know, in our tribe, the the first battalion, Somalia tribe, and uh, we five years ago we had a bit of a meeting with uh, with our commanding officer. Now, our commanding officer uh, sort of rose to fame a couple of days ago when he became the governor general, uh, but he was our commanding officer in Somalia. Five years ago, we had a conversation. We were worried about the the, the poor plight of of our brothers. And I said to uh, we we need to find purpose, you know, we, we need to find a purpose. And uh, I said the the only other population in, in, in Australia that comes close to the, the the rates of mortality that the Somalia veterans have, and that's Indigenous men. And uh, and we started to look at that, and and, and uh, Governor General Hurley is, is passionate about uh, Indigenous communities and, and, and Indigenous issues. And, and he said, "Yeah, you're right." He, he said, "You're right. How how can we bring the two together?" So um, we spoke to lots of people uh, within our group uh, and within communities, and 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 Kapani started to form. And, and the idea was that that we, as as, as men who served our country, we we identify very strongly as in, in a warrior culture. Um, we could work with men in communities uh, and provide share our skill set as warriors. Uh, with the view that we could encourage young men to join the Defence Force and particularly the Northern Surveillance Network. Um, so the Army uh, performs a role in protecting northern borders and we felt that we could encourage young men to perform that role and in so find identity, uh, find purpose. And in, in, in doing so, we would find identity and purpose. So it was a shared progression forward. And the difference with this project is that we weren't coming to... Uh, you know, do a certificate three in, in 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 fish farming or whatever. It was about 
refining the knowledge that was in the community, identifying that knowledge, see how that fits within the needs and the skill sets of Northern Surveillance operatives, sharing our knowledge and building this amazing network of, of men. And we all joined the one tribe, and that one tribe's called Kapani. Um, and that tribe's made up of Indigenous warriors and veteran warriors. And uh, away we went. And, and the concept on paper looked good. Uh, in the last three years, we've got 157 men through our program. Uh, many of those men are in the Defence Force now. Uh, our public nuisance offences and domestic violence rates have gone to zero within our cohort of men. Um, and we're at a point now where we can look back on our progress and, and, and be happy knowing that we've created these networks of men right across uh, northern Queensland from basically Burralula, Dumaji, all the way around to Yarrabah. Um, and so I guess that brings us to next week's activity, um, which I've been losing sleep over for weeks now. That's, uh, that's going to kick off July uh, 11 through the 13. Is that right, Narakun? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, look, I keep telling everyone it's the biggest event to hit Arakoon since the week decision. So um, I, every day it just gets bigger and bigger. It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's all about um, bush skills, a challenge for Kapani graduate teams across North Queensland, so it's not just um, limited to Arakoon, I take it? No way, no way. We've got a team uh, in Doomagee at the moment that, that's uh, getting ready to come over. We, we've got some buses that are bringing the Doomagee team over. We've got the Yarrabah team. I just got off the phone to them. They're packing their gear at the moment in Yarrabah. Uh, they've consolidating some equipment in Cairns. They're getting their bus ready. They're heading up uh, Monday. Woodrow Woodrow's heading up Monday. Kawanyama, I just dropped the phone to them this morning. Uh, they're doing a roundup in Kawanyama. They'll be heading up Monday too. Um, who have I missed? Uh, Woodrow Woodrow, Yarrabah, Kawanyama, Dumaji, and obviously Arakoon. I'm in Arakoon, so Arakoon are fairly confident they're going to win this pentathlon. Uh this is the first pentathlon in Australia that is an Indigenous slash military pentathlon. So what we've done, we've, we've looked at what would make the penultimate warrior in Northern Australia, someone that you want to be beside if your car breaks down or if you're out in the, in the remote community, out in the remote bush and you need to survive, who are the people you want to be beside? Who are the penultimate warriors? And this is what this is about. This is not some gammon ninja warrior doing backflips on a monkey bar. This is about bush tucker. This is about bush mechanics. It's about throwing a spear. This is about surviving in the bush. It's not about, you know, going to the gym and, and getting them beach muscles all pumped up. This is about strong, tough bushmen competing with other tough bushmen to be able to stand up on the stage at the end of the night and say, I am Northern Australia's toughest bushman. Um, you can't get that in the gym. You can't get that from a book. You can only get that from, from experience that you've learnt and shared, sat around the campfire and demonstrated it. Um, so, Tim, this point. is a, a little bit like um, the pride that was once there when uh, uh, there was uh, Indigenous ringers right around the country. There was a sense of pride uh, that, yes, that came absolutely. with that, and, and and I sort of I see that uh, sort of uh, coming through with what's happening here with these Kapani warriors in a similar vein. On our trophy, on the Kapani trophy, we've got a quote by the first Aboriginal officer 
the Australian Army, Reginald Saunders, Captain Reginald Saunders. And it, it says on our trophy, uh, I just wanted to be an example, uh, not through my words that are cheap, but through my deeds. And that is the premise of Kapani. Mm-hmm. I want to see what you can do. I don't want to hear gammon talk. I don't want you to update your status on Facebook saying you're too deadly. I don't want to use a tweet, Twitter, Snapchat, any of that rubbish. I want you to grab an axe and chop some wood. I want you to jack up a car. I want you to carry a mate down the road. You know? And I don't want you to take a selfie at the end of it. Yeah. Because your mob, your 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 mates will validate you. How does somebody... Yeah, they're listening to this and they're saying, look, I'd love for our community to be involved in uh, in a future Kapani Warrior Cup. How How can they get involved? First things first, if you're from, from community, uh, particularly Dumaji, Yaraba, Wujul Wujul, Kaunyama, Arakun, um, find out who you're, who's participating in your community. And, and you'll, it won't be hard to find out. Uh, you'll see those people. Uh, you'll see Kapani vehicles turning up on a Monday. Uh, have a conversation with, with, with those guys. Have a conversation with, with what, what, what it's about. The other thing, too, jump in that bus or follow that bus and come up to Arakoon and, and see the event because what you will see is something that you've never seen before, something that's never happened in Australia. We've got amazing amount of people that are coming up to this event. Um, you know, we've got bands, we've got diplomats, we've got entertainers. They're all coming here for one purpose, and that's to see these men, uh, see these men perform um, because... You will never see this spectacle. You'll never see it in a city. Uh, you'll never see this at a, at a university or a TAFE college. You've got to come bush to see it. You know, um, if you want your community to get involved, come up and have a look at, uh, at Arakoon. This is the first time we've done this. So the success of this event will determine whether it happens next year and the years after, and that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to make this a, a yearly event. Um, sorry? Yeah, one, one final question, um, uh, Tim, is uh, I, I noticed when it comes to the award ceremonies, you're talking about uh, people with uh, fairly big names uh, coming. I noticed that the uh, His Excellency General, the Honourable David Hurley, um, the incoming uh, Governor-General of the Commonwealth of Australia, is going to be there as well. So, I mean, it goes to right to the top of the tree. Look, it's, it, it's humbling when he gets up at, at Parliament and his inauguration speech and he talks up Arakoon, and he talks up Indigenous men, and he talks up Kapani, and says the first thing he's going to do is come up to Arakoon and see what these men uh, are doing and acknowledge the work that they've been doing uh, as men in terms of self-development, but also strengthening up the borders, the northern, the northern borders of this country, which benefits everyone in Australia. So to have the Governor-General of Australia, the highest-ranked, government individual in this country say oh, I'm behind this, that's huge kudos. It's huge. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's yeah. a hell of a good bloke. Um, you know, like I said, he was our commanding officer in Somalia. We know him really, really well. Um, it, it, it sort of reminds me of if we go back to uh, a fellow by the name of Donald Thompson, if, you, if you've ever uh, come across him, uh, going back to the Second World War, where basically um, um, the Australian government 
uh, basically said, "Well, it looks like we're going to, you know, we'll, we're only going to defend from the Brisbane line, basically, right? Yeah. Right. So they enlisted then uh, the help of Indigenous people right through the Yonglu to wherever to the identify, the, called, yeah, yeah, Japanese planes, all this kind of business. They were the defence force That's for right. Australia at that point in time. So it would be good if we could enlist another Indigenous defence force for Northern Australia, you know, whether it be, you know, illegal immigrants." or drugs or this, that, the other. We've got lots of different enemies these days. Why is it that you always read my mind, Greg? <laughs> How do you do that? You know? uh, I'll tell you another little interesting angle sort of on that note. The trackers from Vietnam, a few people know that we sent uh, platoons of trackers to Vietnam to track the Viet Cong. They are going to be at this event. They, these guys are pushing 80 and they are coming to Arakoon. These guys are the ultimate warriors. You know, they tracked the Viet Cong back to their tunnels. They are coming here in respect to these men and to acknowledge them as warriors. So our elders, our military elders that are in their 80s who are trackers are coming to Arakoon, are making the effort to come to Arakoon to see these warriors and wow. acknowledge them. You know, for us, this is huge. This is the ultimate honour within a military perspective that your honours, your revered and honoured elders will come and, and respect this event, you know, for us that's huge. Timothy, all the best. I know it's going to be an absolutely amazing event. I'd love to talk to you after it has happened, and I'd love to find out, uh, as many listeners would too, find out who actually won the uh, Kapani Cup. <laughs> and well, we hopefully do that uh, after, after everything's uh, uh, finished, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's the important part. You know, we've got, like you said, the Governor-General, we've got Red Gun Band coming, we've got Army Band coming, we've got entertainers. But the real entertainers and the real show is the men that are performing the event. They're the, they're the ones. They're the ones that you should be coming to see, you know. Unbelievable. Tim, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch Always up soon. Always a pleasure, Gregory. Always a pleasure.